1: Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before.
2: Freedom is under attack more now than ever before.
0: Because radical doesn't mean crazy.
2: Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? It's a great Tuesday. I know it wasn't on the air yesterday. We had some crazy things happening at the studio, but we are back today. And, you know, I want to take a second to uh, to send a shout-out to Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs for defeating the South Carolina Game Chickens uh, by 40-13, to 13, I believe. Um. You know, I'm a big Georgia fan. Don't really watch a lot of the NFL. They kneel to a little too much for me, and plus my team's not doing too hot so far this year. But I want to send a special shout-out to Kirby Smart. Listen, even if you don't like football, um, experiencing a game day in Athens, Georgia, to me, is should be on everyone's bucket list at some point. Experiencing a game day in Athens, Georgia it is unlike no other. Everyone is a friend. Well assuming you're not with the other team. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's yelling go dogs. They're barking at each other, giving each other high fives. It's a great time. I had some friends coming in for the weekend that I haven't seen in months. Some of them probably close to a year. It was a great time. It was a great time to catch up. And it made me do a lot of thinking about, like, what is truly important in life? What is truly important? You know, I obviously i am hosting a radio show at 20 years old. I've always been pay. I've always paid a lot of attention to work, trying to have a strong work ethic, and trying to do what's best for the country. But sometimes it is very, very nice to just have a day where you are able to, or have a couple of days where you're able to <laughs> spend a lot of money to start with. Godly, I uh, yeah. Yesterday morning, woke up and looked at my uh, my checking account, and I said, "We gotta." Well, we got to read some ads. We're going to read some, a couple extra ads today. But um, no, it, it really is. It, it's fun to spend good times with your friends. It, it's important because you never know. I've told this story many, many times on the podcast, on the show, on various other interviews I've done. In my high school career, in my junior year, We lost two people to suicide, and I think there was a third attempt at suicide that that thankfully didn't go through. The two people who did commit suicide, I knew uh, one better than the other. They were both two girls, uh, one Lily, one Graceland. Uh, One was a freshman, one was uh, in my grade, one was actually dating one of my friends at the time uh, when she committed suicide. And it was a day that, that struck like no other. And what I do remember being something to me that kind of stuck with me was the difference of reactions between how the school reacted to one suicide versus the other. For the first suicide, they paid a lot of attention. The the student body as a whole, uh, you know, dressed up to honor um, the, the girl who had committed suicide. They... They did a lot more than the second girl because the first girl hung out with the popular kids and hung out with the, uh, those who, uh, you know, the, the the more well-known students and the second girl did to a certain extent, but really was more isolated. Um, and the the school didn't necessarily do this, right? It wasn't the school, but it was the student body and it really, it, it stuck with me. The goal of somebody, uh, of you listening, of myself, should be to live in such a way that you make the most people sad when you die. I know it, it, it sounds weird, right? But imagine how depressing it would be to be able to watch your own funeral and there's only a few people there. You want to live in such a way that your entire town, your entire county, Your entire, everyone. You almost want them to have to sell tickets to your funeral because there won't be enough space. You almost want them to... You want to live in such a way that people honor you. And so, I know you guys are probably thinking, hey no, it's been five minutes. You haven't talked about anything going on. There is a lot going on. But what I'm getting to is... It's important to remember the greater things in life. Joe Biden is doing a number to our country. His policies are affecting you know. those. I, I put out a tweet yesterday that said something to the effect of, I'll, I'll pull it up, um, gasoline is up 42%, bacon is up 17%, meat is up 12.2%. Fish and seafood are up 10%, but hey, no more mean tweets, right? And while that is true, that all of those are up, and the economy seems like it could crash any moment. Right now in China, you know, there, there could be a huge collapse there. It's important to remember what really matters in life, and that is making sure that you have a family that loves you, making sure you have friends that support you, Making sure you find actual worth in your work. Making sure that you teach your kids about God. Making sure you yourself have a good relationship with God. I've struggled with that in the past myself. Making sure that you leave this world better than the world you inherited. It's very important. We're going to start getting into this stuff today, but I, I just wanted that to be known. It's very important that you leave this world, or you try to leave this world, better than you found it. Have I made the world better? I'm not sure, but I know I'm, I'm trying. Now I want to go to this. I don't. It almost seems like Biden's doing some of the stuff on purpose. I want to go to some to some of these stories uh, from from the border. So this is via the Daily Wire. It says, Biden to dramatically increase refugee admissions despite historic border crisis. Democratic President Joe Biden is reportedly planning to double the number of refugees admitted into the United States despite how a full-blown national security and humanitarian crisis that has erupted on the southern border under his administration. The State Department said in a press release that the administration, quote, recommends an increase in the refugee admission target from 62500 to $125,000, sorry, 125000 migrants in fiscal year 2022 to address needs generated by humanitarian crises around the globe. A robust refugee admissions program is critical to U.S. foreign policy, interest, and national secure, security objectives and is a reflection of core American values, the administration claimed. The United States has long been a global leader in refugee resettlement. The U.S. Refugee Admissions Program, or USRAP, reflects our tradition as a nation that has long welcomed immigrants and refugees. It is as important, enduring, and ongoing expression of our commitment to international humanitarian principles and reflects the best of America values and compassion. This is the same administration, though, let's let's keep this in mind. This is the same administration that told Cubans who were hoping to make a sea voyage to the U.S. to flee their communist regime, quote, if you take to the sea, you will not come to the USA. The Biden administration will only let people in who in a couple of generations will vote for Democrats. Let that be the, if you take one lesson from today, let that be the lesson you take. The announcement from the administration comes after they have faced historic crisis on the southern border with hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens pouring into the border states every month. The administration faced an additional crisis on the border as thousands of Haitians illegally entered the U.S. in small Texas border town Del Rio in a matter of several days. The situation in Del Rio is so dire that Representative Tony Gonzalez said there have been food, food shortages at the local stores. I'm looking at a a tweet right now from Congresswoman Stefanik that it's a whole Walmart shelf, and there's maybe one, two, three, four, five, there's like six things on an entire shelf, like an entire aisle, I should say. The new crisis in Del Rio comes amid back-to-back months of Border Patrol recording well over 200,000 apprehensions of illegal aliens on the southern border. CNN reported earlier this year that the U.S. was on track to make a record... To make a record, two million, two million illegal aliens on the southern border, a number much greater than the populations of Alaska, Wyoming, and Vermont combined. Look, I I had Latham Sadler. Okay, he's running for the U.S. Senate. I had him on a few months ago, and we were talking, and he one thing he said to me is, "Hey, no, you know, I, I think it's much higher, but let's take that uh, let's take that to whatever." That, that that sorry the eleven million right the eleven million people who they say are here illegally but that has never gone up in the history of of anything. Let's take that and figure out that is the exact same amount of people who live in the state of Georgia and Georgia is one of the, I think in the top ten most populous states. Let's speaking to border agents. The worst is yet to come. They're worried about what is behind there. They're worried about coordination with Mexico. Uh, Representative Austin Pfluger told Fox News on Saturday, it's worse than you could imagine. Flueger also expressed concern about the security situation on the border, telling the network that a majority of the 15,000 illegal aliens were, quote, military age males. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's not an invasion, though. Trust me. The Democrats said it wasn't an invasion, so therefore it can't be an invasion. If they decide to riot or if unrest happened, it would be a terrible situation, he said. It is ripe, it is 100 degrees outside right now, and you literally have f- roughly 15,000 people here. That's how serious the situation is. but don't worry and this is why it's very important that we keep Republicans like Greg Abbott elected in states like on these border states like Texas and we need to you know get Arizona. this is uh, this is also via the Daily wire Texas law enforcement storm border with scores of vehicles to secure area after Biden failed. Law enforcement officials within the state of Texas appeared to have taken control of the situation in Del Rio after the Biden administration repeatedly failed to stop tens of thousands of migrants from illegally entering the United States. The Texas Department of Public Safety is in full force along the border in the Del Rio area, Governor Greg Abbott said in a tweet that featured a a picture showing scores of law enforcement vehicles that had descended on the area. They've built a barricade with their squad cars and state troopers. The National Guard is working with them to secure the border. Now, all this is great, right? All this is great, except when you factor in that after all this came out, that Greg Abbott was you know being reasonable and trying to get these people out of America where they shouldn't be, then. Joe Biden told them to go home. And yeah, but talking more about, you know, the the illegal immigration crisis. Saki said foreigners entering the U.S. must prove vaccination except illegal aliens. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki admitted on Monday that illegal aliens pouring across the southern border in the U.S. are not subject to the same COVID-19 restrictions as foreigners coming to the United States. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a native COVID test? Fox News' Peter Ducey asked, if, anybody, if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Saki claimed that people who cross the border are assessed for COVID-19 and it's supposed to be quarantined if they, if they appear to be positive. But what, what about those asymptomatic people? What about the healthy people who people said, oh, you, you got to stay home? You can't go out. You're going to kill grandma. Look, I've said this for a while. Quarantine is when you keep sick people isolated. Tyranny is when you keep healthy people isolated. She continued, they're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same. Oh, sorry, sorry. The illegal immigrants don't plan on being here a long time. They plan on leaving and just, you know, they just wanted to come, maybe get some Chick-fil-A, maybe go by the mall, who knows, and leave. But they are here, Ducey contested. What's the difference? Oh, I didn't know we had a clip of this. Why am I not playing the clip? Here, hold on. I'm going to play the clip. This will look a like. question about what's going on at the border. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test?
0: Well, first of all, I can re- re- I can readdress for you or re talk you through what well, that steps is the, we that take.
2: That's the policy for people who fly into the country. So, if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card?
0: Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, like as individuals come across the border. Uh, And uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of covid because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves so those are the policies that we put in place um in large part because again the cdc continues to recommend title 42 be in place given we're facing a global pandemic where's
2: the vice president on any of this isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration
0: Absolutely, and she has been addressing the root causes of migration by working with countries in the region to ensure they have the assistance they need to reduce the number of people who are coming uh, and trying to make those journeys across the border. We've actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. That doesn't change the fact that this is a very challenging situation in Del Rio. We're working to implement our policies, and we're working to uh, ensure we are also addressing root causes.
2: You know, they say that Saki's name is Jin, but I really, I think it's... I think it must be Karen. She acts like a Karen. She must go back to her office every day and say, golly, can we kick Peter Doocy out? But congrats Peter Doocy. Okay, Peter Doocy, I need to get Peter on the show. I, let me write that down. I need to get Peter Doocy on this freaking show. But anyway, so let's keep going. The press secretary then claimed that the admin is using Title 42 and other policies to expel migrants because they don't want a COVID outbreak from the large uptick in illegals aliens coming into the U.S., Ducey topped off his questions about the border by asking why by Vice President Harris, who was tapped by president to be the Czar of the border, where is he where's she at? She hasn't really been public since uh, since that whole uh, you know Afghanistan thing happened, you know which some, which people on the left are saying no big deal. 13. US service members. But no big deal. you're right. You're right. Only 13 people whose average age was like 24 years old. You're right. No big deal. She's been addressing the root cause of migration by working... Oh, we just heard that. I'm not going to read that. While the administration panders to illegal aliens pouring across the southern border, adult foreign nationals traveling to the U.S. will be required to be fully vaccinated beginning in November. Watch this.
0: Starting in November, we will be implementing, I should say, in, the, in early November, we'll be putting in place strict protocols to prevent the spread of COVID-19 from passengers flying internationally into the United States by requiring that adult foreign nationals traveling to the United States be fully vaccinated. Obviously, this is the conclusion of a policy process on that particular issue, an important one facing many people around the world.
2: Now, keep in mind, this is in the same press conference. that She just said it doesn't matter because it's not going to be here long. So Saki says the Biden admin will be, quote, requiring the adult foreign national be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Unless you cross the border illegally, then it's fine. Break our laws. It's 100% okay. But now, getting back to what we were discussing earlier, why it's so important to get Republicans elected to governors of these of every state i bet a lot of democrats wish they had a republican governor i bet because of covid we will see a we we you will see we will see probably a republican win in that's another person i need to get yunkin on y'all please somebody who's listening to this Email me and say, Noah, make sure you get Peter Ducey and make sure you get uh, Youngkin on See, I already forgot. Sorry, I do this early in the morning. Well, Mr. Take Your AR-15s that you hear every day in my intro, Fedor O'Rourke draws closer to entering the Texas gubernatorial race. Mr. O'Rourke has been calling Democratic leaders in Texas to tell them he is seriously considered challenging Governor Greg Abbott in 2022. This is via uh, J. David Goodman and Reed J. Epstein at the New York Times. And you know it's important because they have two people writing this. Beto O'Rourke, the former El Paso congressman who became a darling of Democrats after nearly defeating Senator Ted Cruz in 2018, is inching closer to announcing a run for governor of Texas according to three people who have spoken with him. Oh, I feel sorry for those people. One second. Mr. O'Rourke has been making calls to Democratic leaders across Texas to inform them that he is seriously considering taking on Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican who is up for re-election next year, and he has begun talking to supporters while having them join his staff. A decision could be made in the coming weeks, the three people said possibly as soon as October. Democrats in Texas have been urging O'Rourke to get in the race for governor for almost from the moment he dropped out of the 2020 race for president. A quick effort that stumbled early and failed to gain traction amid a crowded primary field. But despite his troubles on the national stage, Mr. O'Rourke has maintained a deep wellspring of support in Texas, where many Democrats still display the black and white Beto signs from the 2018 campaign on their lawns and on their cars. Mr. O'Rourke did not respond to calls or text messages seeking comment. David Weissong, a longtime advisor to Mr. O'Rourke, cautioned that, quote, no decision has been made on a run for governor. The three people who discussed their conversations with Mr. O'Rourke are Democratic officials who spoke on the condition of anonymity to talk about conversations that were meant to be private. No Democrat has been elected governor since Ann Richards in 1990, and no prominent Democrat has emerged to take On Mr. Abbott next year, the governor who has built up a war chest of more than $55 million has appeared more concerned with insulating himself from challengers on his right in a Republican primary than worrying about a general. But Democrats see a potential opening. Over the last few months, Texas has bounced from crisis to crisis, including a surge in pandemic deaths and a winter failure of the electric grid. (laughs) While Republican leaders in Austin have steered the state even farther to the right on issues from guns to elections to abortion, and as every last month, a majority of Texans told posters that they thought the state, yet no, you can't trust polls. I will say that time and time again. You cannot trust polls. Amid the political turmoil, Mr. O'Rourke has stayed active in the state. He's not been making pronouncements. He's been knocking, he's been out there knocking on doors, leading marches, setting up rallies all over the state. He has not been knocking. He, he knocked on like two doors and you got a picture of him talking to somebody. He has not been knocking on doors. Said Gilbert Hinoso. Gilberto Hinojoso, the chairman of the Texas Democratic Party. Uh, the chair said the Supreme Court's decision to let a strict new abortion law passed by Texas le- legislature go into effect to galvanize many Democrats in the state. The new law effectively bans the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy and is structured in such a way, blah, blah, blah. The whole abortion legislation has changed the dynamics incredibly, he said. In the 2018 campaign, Mr. Work showed that he was able to energize Democrats, raise significant sums of money, and campaign aggressively across Texas, a large and notoriously, notoriously difficult place to run a statewide campaign. Even in defeat, his margin... Against the incumbent Mr. Cruz, 51-48, to 48, helped lift Democratic candidates in local races and led to gains in the state legislature that year. Well, yeah, because that was a year that the Democrats took back the House, so it was 2018. The prospect of a run by Mr. O'Rourke against Mr. Abbott would pre- would present Democrats with the biggest and most direct test yet in their attempts to loosen the Republican grip on the power in Texas. During his failed presidential run, Mr. O'Rourke took positions including a hard line on confiscating assault weapons that can make him vulnerable in in any new campaign in Texas. He said, Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47, Mr. O'Rourke said during a Democratic debate in Houston in 2019, referring to the military-style rifles that have been used in mass shootings. David Carney, a campaign advisor to Mr. Abbott and a longtime Republican consultant, said that he would not be surprised Mr. O'Rourke jumped into the race. O'Rourke has been planning to run since he got crushed in that presidential flop, Mr. Carney said. He's a target-rich environment with positions way, way out of the mainstream. Beto, listen, Beto, if you're listening to this, please run. I've missed making absolute fun of you, Beto. I have missed. But this is why, seriously, this is why it's important. Because come 2022 in Texas, either Abbott or Lieutenant Colonel West or somebody's going to be the nominee. Don't know who it is not my problem. I live in Georgia. What is my problem? Is making sure that we do it. I don't typically donate to campaigns and I don't typically donate to campaigns out of my state because I don't like I don't typically like it when campaigns, you know, when campaigns raise a heavy amount of money out of that state. With that being said, I pledge a max donation to whoever the Republican nominee is for one reason. Texas it needs to stay red. Because if it doesn't stay red, A, we lose control of this country. Because if, if Republicans don't win Texas, we can't win a presidential election. But two, the vast majority of migrants entering this country are coming in through Texas. Why you say? And I gotta get a break here soon. Why you say? I have no idea. I'd rather go through Arizona or California, personally. Let old Gavin Newsom give you give you some of his shampoo conditioner. And moisturizer, that's important. So I will. I'm pledging a don a max donation right now to whoever wins that no- that primary against probably Beto O'Rourke to go on to face him in the general. I I donate a max. I-, I will donate max right now. I would go ahead and do it on air. I'll do it on air, but I would do it on air right now. I just don't know if it's going to be Lieutenant Colonel West or if it's going to be Greg Abbott. Now I got to get the breaks, but we'll be right back on the other side. Don't tune off. Listen to the ads because they help me make money, honey.